an Englishman in San Diego. Hi, my name's Leonard Sultana. I'm an Englishman in San Diego, and I'm speaking to Trip Hunter, who's the chairman of Silicon Valley Comic Con. Hello there, Trip. How are you? Hi, Leonard. Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, how are preparations going? Because obviously, it's getting closer now. I can imagine uh, in in the office, it's getting a bit frantic at this point. Yes, we are. We are um, upon the shore. You... <laughs> We, the show opens on Friday at, at 5 o'clock and runs through the weekend, and, and things are looking great. We're, we're, we're still making announcements. We still have guests coming in um, and all sorts of new things, uh, but it looks like we're in pretty good shape. Fantastic. Uh, I mean, I think the best thing to do is uh, just start with a little bit of background about yourself. Um, you're the chairman of Silicon Valley Comic Con, but before then, I mean, what, what is your convention history, not only as an organizer, but also as an attendee? Yeah, so... I, I have to say I did not, um, you know, kind of grow up as a as a traditional Comic Con fan. Um, I, I my background is in technology. Um, I was lucky enough to work at a few tech companies in which Steve Wozniak was a part, and um, and we started kicking around this idea of, uh, you know, Woz was saying I would love to do a Comic Con that would focus on the science and technology component of um, of Comic Cons because there is this um, integration of those three disciplines. And um, if not more, and but there's nobody out there talking about that. And because his background was about technology, um, it made sense to him. And so, you know, I I was the last one in the room. I think that's how it it happened that I ended up running it. And I and I and I don't really uh, have uh, such a. There's an incredible team associated with this event, um, and no one person is more important than the other. So I might have that title, but it certainly doesn't make me the smartest person in the room. What was your convention history? Was it all just uh, like tech tech events and? Yeah, yeah. So I had a, we uh, had an event background. Um, I ran marketing for tech companies, um, and so being able to put on an event was something that that we knew how to do. Possibly not on this scale, um, but it, it wasn't a stretch. I mean, and I, and I I'd been to New York Comic Con, I'd been to uh, Salt Lake Comic Con, I'd been to San Diego Comic Con. So I'd been to some of the big ones. And, and, and knew what to expect from a Comic-Con perspective, um, but not necessarily how to go about roping in the science and technology side of our event. And that's really the key differentiator you know, for us, that you can come in costume, you can do all of the things that you would love doing as a, as a Comic-Con fan um, at a traditional show, but then you can go listen to some of the smartest science and tech people talk and you can, you know, you can learn, there's a lot to learn um, and, and think about. Uh, and that's kind of our the differentiator. I think that's the thing that really makes Silicon Valley stand out, that it's not a passive event. Um, whereas um, with some conventions, it is more a case of you go there and you let things just kind of wash over you and you kind of get off on the, the atmosphere of the, the, the event. Whereas with Silicon Valley, it's very much a case of this is a weekend that you can then take something from and develop right you know down the down the line was that definitely a proponent to when you designed it yes it was it was our charter um and and you know when we started out was said i don't know if people are going to care about this um but <laughs> but it's worth trying and um and and so that's really every year we've thought that if people aren't if people don't care we'll know it and their and attendance will drop and we won't come back. Um, but we're not going to change 
the re- our reason. Hi, my name's Leonard Sultana. I'm an Englishman in San Diego. Our, you know, another thing he said is we don't want to be the biggest. We want to be the best. Uh, we had 60,000 people the first year. We were not expecting that. And last year we had about the same, but we doubled our, our floor space for a variety of reasons. And I think we probably went too big and it, it diluted some of the energy of the event. So we're, we're pulling it back. So every year we're learning. I mean, we just had Sir Roger Penrose uh, commit to coming, who, you know, shares the Wolf Prize for Physics with Stephen Hawking. Um, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> You can come listen to him talk about um, he's going to be doing a panel of the science and science fiction of black holes. I don't know where else you're going to be able to hear that level um, of science unless you go to a pure science show. I quite like the fact that you do say that, I mean, this is the third year of the event and that you do see the event evolving. I mean, what's been, would you say, the the biggest change that you've, you've seen at Silicon Valley over the last number of years? Hmm. That's a really great question. You know, I, I, I think, one, the response to the science and tech side of it has been, has been interesting. And so we've added um, the ability, you know, what's really, you know, one of the things people don't know about Waz is when he left Apple, he became a fifth grade math teacher um, for a number of years, like five or six or seven years. And it, it wasn't just, oh, I'll go do this, you know, so I can write a book about how cool I am. Um, it, it, teaching for him, teaching kids for him is incredibly important. And so last year was the first year that we added um, a science fair um, for kids, for local kids. And so we have a number of different age groups and was, you know, kind of, you know, walks through the science fair and talks to the kids and sees their projects. And, and that is really uh, amazing for us. Um, we last year we brought in a STEM component and so we had women in STEM. One of the most valuable things that's happened to me in this working on this entire event was the right after the women in STEM panel, and we had five brilliant, you know, women on this panel talking about their how they got interested in STEM. I got an email from a 15-year-old girl who said, "I didn't know I wanted to do with life until I went to that panel, and now I want to be an astrophysicist." And that for me was the home run, you know. So hopefully we can we can continue to um, to create that passion in in STEM for young kids and and get them involved in it while they're not really in this academic environment. You know, they're in an environment where you're still surrounded by cosplayers and fan groups and, you know, meeting, you know, meeting your favorite stars, but you can still have this component. I mean, you're, you're talking about some pretty high end science and technology guests uh, uh, in your, uh, at the event. Have you felt that you've had to alter the the demographic of the the the, the guests that you've been uh, inviting or has has it been something that has been embraced pretty much from the word go and indeed the the kind of the level of uh, of guests have uh, even gone up yeah and what i found in my my direct experience is all i can really um talk about what i found in in reaching out to science and tech is this incredible desire to engage. And I think it's because, I mean, they are superheroes. They're real life superheroes um, and they're not given, I don't think there are enough platforms for them to be able to talk about um, their superpowers um, in in what they do. And so um, what I found is this very high level reception to wanting to come to our event and be able to speak because, um, you know, I don't think they get the opportunity as much as they should. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that when Silicon Valley uh, Comic Con started, it did start in the vacuum of uh, WonderCon that was being held in the area. Was it a case of attendees 
coming to the event thinking that this was going to be kind of like a substitute event and then discovering all this additional content that they then leapfrogged onto. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Um, they, ex- they, I think they thought it was going to be, a, you know, a WonderCon um, uh, substitution. And, you know, and, and then and then there was all this other content which they were exposed to. And and then I think last year, this year will be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think last year was one of those years where people come and they're like, There's, I heard about this, but I'm not so sure what to expect now. Um, and then I think what hopefully what we'll see this year is people understand our value proposition now and are and, and are going to be excited to to be there. And I and, you know it takes a while to grow these things, especially when the recipe is different from what people are used to trying. Absolutely, I mean it definitely um, it makes yeah. that that it's the part of the remit that makes the show stand out from. Uh, uh, the other events in the the convention calendar, but I mean it's not a usual aspect of Comic Cons. But well, how's your, the response been? Seeing other conventions uh, such as New York Comic Con and Emerald City pick up some of that uh, ball and run with it. I mean it must be very gratifying to be the first con on the block to have done that. Yeah, well, you know, and we've we've always you know we we were wrestling with um, kind of what you know what do we what do we call ourselves? You know, when we first started the, the event, um, because we're not necessarily a comic con, um, like so many other ones out there, but ultimately we figured, well, you know, creating a whole new brand that people aren't going to understand is going to be very difficult. So, um, and, and it's, it's great to see this evolution happening. I think it's, uh, I think it's an, it's a natural fit, which is why I think it works. You know, the people that come to this event, um, especially in San Jose in Silicon Valley, the people that come to the event who, who are interested in pop culture are also the science and tech guests, right? Right. They're the ones that go home and write the code during the week. And so, so the, that, that kind of convergence is probably more intense where we are than in other parts of the country. So we've been it's pretty, pretty, a pretty natural Venn diagram as it were um, yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come back to uh, the the term Comic Con in a bit, uh, but things first. I mean, you've got an incredible lineup of guests this year, especially in the pop culture side. I mean, David Tennant, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Christian Ritter, who's obviously doing incredibly well with um, her uh-huh. show on Netflix. Uh, Katie Sackhoff, of course. I mean, you're obviously wanting to set yourself apart apart from the herd. So there's going to be a kind of curation process to choosing your lineup. How do you define the guests that you ask to attend, would you say? That's a big question. It is. It's a huge question. I really need to pause and think about that. I I think there are a a lot of different components that make it up. Some are as simple as who's available. Um, And then some are our audience feedback because we have a pretty substantial social following and we're constantly um, engaging our audience. And that's the point of social, right? (laughs) You can and and say, who who do you want to see? Um, and so a, a lot of the people that we invite, <clears throat> whether they can come or not, because their schedules are in such demand, um, are a, a lot of them are based off of, of what our audience wants. And then the other one is just the popularity of shows, right? So what's out there right now, um, you know, Doctor Who, obviously massive following. 
Um, and so, you know, getting guests like, uh, like David Tennant is, is an easy one, but then, you know, then you have all of these other kind of more esoteric guests that, that, um, people don't ask for, but like last year we did the Batman reunion, right? So we had Adam West, um, uh, and, oh my God, what's Robin's name? <laughs> Burt Ward. Burt Ward. Thank you so much. Um, I'm showing my geek card now. He's right. Thank you. And that, I mean, that to me, like the one thing I wanted to do last year was meet Adam West. That was it. I didn't get it to do it. I was like, um, but yeah, but those reunions have, we found um, are incredibly popular. I mean, that was one of the most popular events last year. So this year we, we have a reunion with um, leave it to beaver. So, you know, a huge American show that when I was a kid was um, popular Right, so we have Tony Dow and Jerry Mathers, who are the two kids from Leave It to Beaver, and from a social perspective, that that is has, is a real attraction. So we we still try to like find these moments, you know, where where um, people go, oh wow, I you know that that's my childhood, and and uh, and I want to engage in that. So we're still, we look to to find those too. Because I mean, certainly the guests that I uh, kind of that jump out at me, there seems to be a, a very. It's not just disposable pop culture it's, there's almost a, a cerebral element to it, there's, it's stuff with real depth um, which I find fascinating with the guest list it's, it's, it, it's not as just as shallow as a puddle if, if, if you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> some, some subsistent um, uh, quantities to them I mean like we say the Doctor Who which I mean obviously had that uh, big history of uh, fusing entertainment with science Mads Mikkelsen who's known for his slightly smart uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. characters I think that's something that kind of jumps out at me uh, when it comes to looking at your, your guest list I mean I, I was wondering if that was an element of uh, choosing the people that you go to um, you know, I think it's a component of it. And again, you know, we have um, the, the the group that we have that's running our, you know, our guest list is um, uh, certainly a lot smarter than I am in, in terms of who to, who, to, who to invite. But they 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 are putting a lot of thought into it, and it makes me uh, happy that you're um, you appreciate that and you're and you're seeing that. I think that's um, a reflection of what we're we're trying to do. I think there are a lot of guests that go to all of these and kind of define a lot of the comic cons. And, and I think our, our guest lineups tend to be um, slightly different from that. And, and, uh, and that's great that people are seeing that. I mean, for me, Matt Mickelson, I, I mean, I, I think his, his performance in Casino Royale, and the James Bond movie as that evil guy. I, mean, <laughs> I, just, I love that guy. I can't, I, he's, he's high up on my list, you know, to meet. I think he's going to be pretty cool. He he seems in interviews as someone who I I think I could quite happily split a beer with. Uh, he seems like a yeah. very yeah. Uh, a fun guy. He's, he seems so interesting and yeah to to meet. And I you know you hope he is, he is that, but he certainly comes across that way. <laughs> yeah, this this is where your whole meeting of your heroes. I'm hoping I haven't just jinxed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Katie Sackoff from Battlestar Galactica had a crush on her for the longest time, so. Um, hopefully I won't blush when I see her. You, you and me both, be... sir. You and me both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. One of this year's guests that is most anticipated, most looked forward to, I, I, I would say, is, is, of course, Stan Lee. Now, however, it has yeah. been reported that Stan has not been in the, the rudest of health of late, and there have been reports mm -hmm. of some financial misdealings 
in his immediate circle. Now, I'm not going to be uh, craven to ask if you're making sure that Stan is actually going to be in attendance this weekend, but more, can you assure fans that not only are you keeping in direct communication with Stan and that he's okay? Yeah, so, yes. So, thank you for putting the emphasis on what matters most, is, is he okay? Um, and as far as I know, the answer is yes. Um, there were some rumors that he wasn't going to make it. And, and I think they were well-founded, you know, he had health issues and there were some financial concerns in his corner of the world uh, or misdealings, whatever they were. I don't, I don't, I'm not smart enough to comment on them. Um, but he, he put out a video saying, I'm going to be at Silicon Valley comic-con. I mean, that was his doing. Um, and he posted that we put it on our social channels and he is committed to coming. So in as much as we can, hope that his health you know remains and continues to improve he will be at our at our event the man is a force of nature it's just something else isn't it he just is he just is he is superhero <laughs> he is one of those he just keeps going um and you know he has he and he and was when you know kind of coming up with this thing and, you know they were at a birthday party was a birthday party and and um started to talk i think stan was the one who said we should, we should do a Comic-Con. It would be really fun to do one together. And, and then, and that was kind of the genesis of the idea. So which is why he was it was so important to get him to the first year because he was there for this idea. Um, and so he kind of is a father to our event. Uh, you know, he's, he's our unwitting mascot. <laughs> you know what I, from the, the videos I've seen, I think he'd be more than happy with that. I think he'd have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, yeah, uh, we were speaking earlier about um, the fact that you were trying to work out what to call the event, and at the end of the day, it's it's not a traditional Comic Con. It's, it's it's something else. It's a, it is its own animal. However, in the last couple of uh, twelve months, uh, Comic Con International has obviously instigated a number of legal challenges to the copyright and the use of the, the term Comic Con. How do you see the branding of shows like yourself? And has there been any, any talk in your organization to rebrand at all? You know, I can't comment on the, you know, the legal issues of, of Comic-Con. I just, um, that it's not something that has in, impacted us. And so we, I'm, I'm, therefore, I'm not going to address, address it. Um, but, but the part the, well, is, yes, we have thought about rebranding ourselves, um, in a number of ways, only because we see ourselves as an evolution uh, of traditional Comic-Cons. And I think there is an expectation when you hear Comic-Con, whether it's attached to Silicon Valley or not, that it's going to be one thing. And then when you come to our event, um, it is not that one thing. It is it is many things. And, um, and there's many things that we feel differentiates us enough to think about well, what, what would we want to call ourselves um, if it's not Comic-Con? And so we, and we do wrestle with that all the time. Um, it, the thing is, is, is if, if you pick a whole other name, you lose all context for what you represent. You know? And I think that there is a huge audience that understands what a Comic-Con is to some level. Um, so it's easier for a new brand to start there um, and then surprise people than it is to start completely new and, and have to educate people. I appreciate that. So, I mean, then yeah. again, I mean, it's safe to say that with the, the comic creators that you... I mean, it's like I was talking about with the, the pop culture uh, guests, that there is this 
level of legacy and level uh, a level of integrity when it comes to the comic guests that you've mm -hmm. got in, um, which does also <laughs> sends you apart from other comic cons, uh, as it were. I mean, I think that's uh, very impressive with the, the lineup that you've uh, got up for your comic creators as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I, I think you know, and it's not. Um, I haven't even touched on some of the um, authors and comic creators that we have, but. You know, it's an in, it's an incredible list. I mean, you know, Mick Gray, who's from D.C., and Dan Rosos, who's done all the, the um, you know, uh, Donald Duck cartoons, is you know, again, kind of that throwback. Um, Ethan Beavers from Star Wars and Justice League, and I mean, this is, that's a, it's an incredible lineup, and and that's just the top, you know, three or four of of uh, of a very deep bullpen. Um, and then from the on the author side, I mean, Andy Weir, you know talk about an unwitting uh, mascot, you know, he's been with us all three years. He's just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, you know, author of The Martian, um, one of my favorite movies, just came out with his new book, Artemis, which will probably be a movie also. Um, and uh, so he'll be attending uh, Michael Moorcock, a, you know, a gentleman from your side of the um, ocean. I think the London Times said he was one of the most influential authors of our time. So that's pretty rave review. Um, and the fact that he's going to be there is is incredible. So and he's a character. Yeah, yeah. And he's a character. Is he? Have you met? Has you have you met him? Um, I've I've been in a in the room with him. I've, he's never met me. I've been in a, a panel room with him, and yeah, that's not going to be anything I'm going to be forgetting anytime soon. Uh, he's, he's something else. Um, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, obviously, there's um, conventions which are doing a number of streaming options uh, now. What's the ways that um, people can kind of keep up to date with what is happening at Silicon Valley over the course of the weekend? Will we be able to see any, any of the content either during the weekend or uh, after the event? Yes, absolutely. After the event, um, we're recording um, as much of it as we can rooms are small enough where we won't be able to do that um, just because it's expensive to have that infrastructure. But on the larger panels, on the larger discussions, um, we will be recording all of that and posting all of that on our uh, YouTube site right after the weekend. Yeah, because uh, when I've spoken to a number of uh, people involved with the putting on of uh, events such as this size, you can't see everything. And of course, you've got your own Balls in the air, as it were, to kind of uh, to get this thing uh, going and make sure it's uh, running as smooth as it can. Is there anything that you're going to be uh, trying to be at least in the room for when it happens? Uh, I'm going to be moderating a panel, which I'm very excited about, um, between uh, Richard Warman, who is an uh, architect, designer, prolific author, and the founder of TED, which is the Technology Education and Design Conference, which is probably one of the most preeminent conferences in the world now. And Kevin Eubanks, who is the band leader for The Tonight Show, he was under Jay Leno for 20 years. He's a contemporary jazz musician, but he's also a technologist. Loves technology, loves talking about it. And it's one of those magic moments in, of Silicon Valley where you put people on stage that you go, what? Why are they on stage together? <laughs> um, um, but I'm, so I'm going to be moderating this panel on what it means to be human. And I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited to uh, to meet Richard. I've had the opportunity to speak to him a few times on the phone, and he's just a, you know a brilliant guy. So I'm happy. I'm that. I'm excited about Dr. Mae Jennison, who's the you know first African American woman in space. She was recruited into NASA by Michelle Nichols from Star Trek. Um, a huge fan is focused now on inter um, interstellar travel 
and Michelle Nichols is going to be introducing her and then on the panel, you know, talk, engaging her in this conversation. So, yeah, pretty excited about that, too. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, listen, I, yeah. I don't want to keep you any longer because I know that you've got another phone call to uh, to go to. So uh, I just yeah. want to uh, wish you all the very best with uh, the event this weekend. Uh, where is the best place for people to find out more? Because like you say, there's more guests that are going to be announced. Have you got a few more names to add to the list? You know, a couple came out today. Um, who knows? Uh, but yes, the best place to find out is www.sd comiccon.com excellent stuff trip it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you very much indeed for your time. you too leonard thank you very much <laughs>